I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, self, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded of you, and then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it is with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. I think there's some key things in this passage. One is that it says a rich man's ground produced abundantly. He's already rich. He already has an abundance even before his ground produces even more abundantly. And I think that presupposes here that he has barns that would hold enough for him to get through, for his family to get through, for them to have enough in case there was a famine or something. So instead of taking this abundance and, and, and maybe distributing some of it, he says, oh, well, now I can just take it easy. If I, if I just store it up, I'm done. I don't, have, I don't have responsibility for anything anymore. I can just I can eat, drink, and be merry, right? And Jesus says, no, well, You've made no plans for the distribution of this if something would happen to you. You've made no, you, you, you've in some sense taken more and not thought about others. Again, greed. That, that you want things and you want more and more and more without regarding the things of others. I mean, we know that in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that there's, there are these basic things. We, 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 all, we, all, need, we all need some security. We, we, we really all need shelter, and we, and, we need, and we need a basic level of food in order to survive. You know, on some basic level, we, we need to have shelter, and we need to have food in order to survive, Something, some, a safe place to, to lay our head, and, and a steady, a steady um, diet of, of decent food for us, that there's some basic things that we all need. And the studies are saying that, that you know, once, once you hit, once people earn up to about $70,000, people's, people's experience of the joy of life does not necessarily increase every time they earn more money. That at about, at least in our, in our world at the moment, which in $70,000 for a lot of people in the world would be, you know, the king or, or the ruler, but that when you get to that point that, that life and joy and, and, and happiness doesn't just increase every time you get a raise. I mean, you heard about the CEO that made a big, a big stir when he just, he, he said, you know what, I read that study, I'm convinced by it. We're just taking everybody, everybody's base is going to be 70000 because I don't want people worrying about stuff. I want, them, I want them to have what they need in order to survive so they can come to work and do the work. Lot, if, you, if you go Google that, man, there are a lot of people who just went crazy about that on both sides of the issue. So there is, there is a sense that, that we, we do all need to have some sort of provision for our shelter and for our safety and for caretaking for our family. I mean, in the Bible, in the Old Testament especially, it, it talks about how a man, because of course the, in the Old Testament it was the man who was providing um, for the family. A man is supposed to basically take care of, of, of his four walls, of, of his family and of his home and of his children. And then he was to look to the needs of others. And then he was to look to the needs of others. And so 
So one of the things I, I want to get clear about is, is, that, is that having more resources is not a bad thing. Being rich is not a bad thing biblically. Though I think sometimes in our churches and definitely in our seminaries, we get taught that. That wealth is a bad thing just in and of itself. But it's not... But it doesn't say in the Bible that money is the root of all evil. It says what? The love of money is the root of all evil. Of most evil. Excuse me, sir. Thank you, biblical scholar. I appreciate that very much. So the love of money. The love of money. And so... So as we think about um, I think about this. I, I, I want to I be clear that, that um, as, as one of the elders in the church said to me a number of years ago, and just really, I don't know why, it's a very simple phrase, but, but he said, Joel, we need more good people doing well. We need more good people doing well. Because he said, when good people do well, generally they, they give more. They, they take care of things more. They, they're more generous when good people do well. And so, that, that, really, that really struck me. That really struck me about, uh, just about the, 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 the kind of the interesting thing we have about wealth. Because, you know, um, as we talked about a few weeks ago, everybody in this room um, who's a member can know how much money I get paid from the church. But of course, I've, but probably most of your friends and neighbors don't have any clue how much you make. They probably have guess. We don't talk about money. We keep that tucked away over here. My contention is, is that the things we don't talk about are the things that we really worship. Are the things that we really worship. So what does it mean to be, so what does it mean to be rich toward God? And I guess that's the, that's the question I was answering, asking through this. Was, what, is it, what does it mean to be giving of my resources? Why? I mean, Jesus says, well, th- this is how it is for people who, are, who store up treasures for themselves but are not rich toward God. So, so what, does it mean to be, what does it mean to be rich toward God? One of the basic things I think that, that we have to understand if we are going to become rich toward God is, is that God is rich toward us. God is not a stingy God. God is a generous giver. God gave, and you've never heard this before, His Son. (laughs) Completely, utterly. Jesus gave Himself completely, utterly for us in, in a generous way. Gave Himself completely over and God has given us, especially those of us in this room, I think, opportunities, experiences, education. God has given us skills and abilities that we then have hopefully taken and honed and, and worked so that we, so that we can begin to, to take care of our four walls, to take care of our family, and to maybe secure, you know, to secure our future in a sense. But then... But then God also says there's a time and there's a place where 
you're asked to give of your resources, where you're asked to, to return thanks to God by, by blessing back into the community. In ancient times, people would give a tithe to the king or to the ruler as a, as a show of allegiance. Well, in, 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 in the Bible, what it talks about is that they, the people were asked to give a tithe of their first fruits right off the top of their harvest. They were to give that into the storehouse because the, the priests, the Levites, were not supposed to do anything but take care of the temple. And so you were supposed to provide for their welfare and for the welfare of the storehouse. And then they were, they were supposed to, and Levites were notoriously stingy, but they, um, they were supposed to then help provide for others as well. So the tithe was meant as a thanksgiving to God for all of the blessings that one had had. And it says, I believe in Deuteronomy, it says, it says, each of you should bring a gift in proportion to the way that the Lord your God has blessed you. Each of you should bring a gift in proportion to the way that the Lord your God has blessed you. And so when we, when we, when we come from this understanding of, of how rich God is toward us, I think it makes it easier, perhaps, for us to be rich toward God, to be, to be generous, which means, which means to see about the needs of others, to help others have that basic level of stuff, to ha- so that others have, have, have basic opportunities for education and safety and security, so that other people have opportunities to, to move into being self-sufficient themselves, so that they can take the gifts and the, those experiences that we might help to provide for them and, be, and begin to realize how rich God is toward them because we have poured out that richness through us. And so as we think about giving our resources, generosity is a thing for Christians, or it's supposed to be. We are called to be people who are generous. In our church, in our community, out in the world, to do the work of God. Not just with our finances, but sometimes it needs to start there because that's something that we want to keep in the dark. It needs to come into the light. That we aren't just filling up our piggy banks so that someday we can break them open and have a great party but that we are helping others and we are moving forward what we think is the movement of God as we realize that God is rich toward us and that means we can be rich toward God. So think about the ways that that is being lived out in your life. Sometimes it's good to think about, am I... Am I Do I have a little bit of that love of money, you know? What is the dissatisfaction that I have with my car, you know? <laughs> what, what it, what's that about? And again, it's just good to ask those questions, not to have guilt. The guilt doesn't help us. But to begin to think about our relationship with material goods and, and how that influences how we live our lives, how we care about others, and how we have a sense of God's richness toward us. Let's just take a few moments and you can close your eyes if you want and just think about that and then we'll pray together.